Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am one of the hosts that is here, Aaron. And I am the other host, Brooke. Yes. Uh, we <laughs> never have other hosts, but no. this is the two of us. Yeah. It's just us. Sorry. <laughs> You're stuck with us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, not really, because you can just, like, not. No, they're also. stuck with They're stuck <laughs> with us. No, no, no. They're stuck with us. Anyways, I got some new socks. Yeah, you did. They're, they're nice and reinforced in the heels and toes. Yeah, you kept um, ripping a hole in your sock. like At the toes, Every mostly. day. Almost every day. You yeah. Know, like a new hole. It's like that that uh, set of socks that I all bought at the same time. I all decided mm. to just dry up at once. Yeah, they all just crapped out on you. So now you have new socks, and your feet are very um, contained. Yes, hopefully it helps with the wetness. Gross. What? Wet feet. I got. I I have feet that profusely sweat. Even when, even after I shower, they just sweat. Mmm, delicious. I don't <laughs> Tell know. all the foot fetishes out there. <laughs> no. All the foot fetishes. I will fetishes. continue to not have a wiki feet forever they must and ever. No, they have to know. They don't have to know. They have to know. Listen, this isn't like you're not a hard hitting journalist. It's this like this isn't this isn't government secrets. Listen for the, for the uh, person that. Loves feet and wants them already lubed up, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had to go there. Uh, you brought up your feet, okay? What, am I, am I going to make, you know, like, clean jokes? No. I have to make jokes about your feet. Come okay. on. Okay. This is foot content. This is prime foot content. I don't know if that's what... Okay. This is what they're here for, right? No, actually, I think they're here for <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine because that's what we're talking about all uh, the times. Yeah. No. I. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. And if you enjoy our show about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, and you want to keep listening and keep in touch, you can follow us on Instagram at trwpod. Send us an email trwpod at gmail dot com, or like our Facebook page, Alternative Bird Podcasts, which is kind of our network name for whatever we do in the future because we're thinking ahead. Oh, yeah. We have a new logo for that that we have not uh, debuted yet. Yeah, we'll post that at some point. We mm -hmm. just didn't feel like it was a, a it great time. It wasn't the right time to do that. No. So we held off. Yeah, we're going to hold off for a little bit. Yeah. But thank you, Dan Bennett, who made our logo. It yes, is very nice. And one day you. you will all see it. Thank you so much. We love it. Um, Did you guys enjoy that intro? I know I did. Oh, yeah. On my feet. It debuted last week. But uh, that's the new one that I made. Oh, I was talking about feet, but yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, the intro. The mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, the other intro. The intro after the intro. Got it. The yeah. intro, intro. And then yeah. this is the third intro where we actually start talking about the show we do. Yes, this is the one where we actually get into the point. Right. What's the, the point of the, the show? The true intro. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And today we're going over uh, season seven, episode 12 of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Ransom. And this was written by Nick Perdue and Bew Rollins. Bow. That bow. Is that yeah. how you say it? Really? There was a vocalist in a metalcore band I listened to who had that name. Of course, that's how you know it. It's bow. It's like, you know, if you know knowledge, it's usually like, oh, it's connected to like one of your passions in life. It's like, yeah, I only know this. I don't know if I think. Passion for. Passion? It's not passion. It, metal is a general passion of yours. Uh, well. Yes. Okay. Well. I just don't want to say I have a passion for metal core. That's too much of Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that the um, general umbrella metal, you like that. You have a passion for it. And directed by Rebecca Asher. Okay, can I? <laughs> I was getting to the point. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly we're not in any uh, uh, mindset to do this. No, I just I was just done talking about me for a second. Well, I like talking about you. Oh. That's for the other podcast, but we don't do that podcast anymore because... <laughs> Um, we suck, so we're sorry. And uh, we have a cold open, which is our first one in a little bit, honestly, because most of the opens recently have been related to the episode. Yeah, they've always been like these sort of tiny like intro snippets. It's an intro to the intro. Yeah, sure. Like our intros. Mm -hmm. But uh, Hitchcock and Scully are patting themselves on the back for being the only ones at work on time in the morning. And they're like, you know... People always talking about us 
the slobs. Look at us. You know we're the best. Yeah, we're the best. Where are they all? Mm-hmm. And then they're the man. And then Jake shows up, and the intro is hilarious because they're like describing themselves as other people would describe them, like yeah. slobs, loafs, loafs. <laughs> and then Jake just goes, "Idiots! What yeah. are you doing in here? The building's get a, getting fumigated. There were emails. There were so many emails. There were so says. many emails. There were so many emails. And Scully's like, there, there were. And then he just collapses on the ground. Yeah. And Hitchcock's like, lightweight. That's your takeaway? <laughs> That's oh excellent. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a really good intro. It's a solid intro. Uh, right. Solid, solid cold open. Also, I guess, I, I wonder I wonder if they thought about, like, I bet Hitchcock and Scully are in there. And that's why Jake was wearing a hazmat well, suit. Well, I think if they were all just, like, I don't know if they were, like, some located somewhere else and noticed that they weren't there. They were like, oh, shit. They, they probably like, went back yeah, to Yeah, they might have been like, oh, shit. And that's why Jake probably went out to find them. <laughs> like, because, like, you know, it's very likely that they didn't see the emails. And of course they didn't. It's there very, were so many emails. There were so many emails. Let's get into a synopsis of this entire episode. Ooh. So Holt asks Jake uh, for help in a case that is especially personal and important to him. Charles and Terry work together on a side business while Rosa attempts to help Amy win a contest. That's that's it. That's the whole episode. That's what happens. That's the whole thing. We're done. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, so we jump actually very quickly into the episode with uh, Holt uh, asking for help from Jake. He's like, I have a really important case. You're like, you need to come along with me. Like, I'll explain. Um, and it turns out that Cheddar uh, was kidnapped. Well, dog-napped, right. taken, if you will. Um, Jake, of course, was like, are you sure you didn't just like run away? Like, and they are, they are very certain that he was uh, kidnapped. There's like some you know foul play at hand here. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I noticed this first scene, and I thought to myself, uh, Holt's instinct is to go to Jake first, it looks like. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the most... And I, yeah, Trusted. I, I think that this says a lot about Holt's opinion of Jake's capabilities as, you know, a detective, you know, um, I thought that was kind of nice and a nice little, uh, sort of subtle nod. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, th- there's lots of detectives there that he knows and trusts, okay. but, he, and Amy might've been more of like a, in my mind, kind of a first choice just cause she's like meticulous. Yes. Yeah, very detailed. She's very detailed. But mm-hmm. like, but he goes to Jake in a heated moment of panic. It is a moment like, of panic. Yeah, he's like, "Who does he think of first, uh, Jake?" Yeah, he doesn't calmly go up to him. He's like, you know, he's he's in a panic because this is very this is very personal. This is this is his dog. Um, this is his little baby. Even though and he proceeds to like insult him <laughs> and, and throw funny. away all of his opinions immediately. Yeah, he does. But he's you know he's in that kind of like agitated state. You know, when you ever get so panicked that you're agitated and you're like. You're like yelling at people and stuff like that. Like that happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then everybody that shows up to help is like, "Do do you really want me?" Yeah, you're yelling. But also, um, I think that this is interesting. Uh, put in the scope of uh, a couple episodes back when we had that guy, I, I forget uh, his name, oh, oh, come in the other detective, uh, previous detective that Dillman. Dillman. He was like, "This is the best guy that I know," and. You know, throughout the episode, Jake wants to try, try and sort of prove himself to Holt, um, not only for the position, but also in Holt's eyes. Like, he wants to be right, right. sort he, of um, revered in a way. He wants to prove himself. Yeah, and, and even at the end of the episode, he was like, okay, well, who's the best detective that you know na- that you know right now, as of now, because Dillman's out of the picture. And then Holt names another person, and Jake was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, so I think that this... Uh, is a, a sort of a, a nice way to tie into that a little bit. Um, right. You know, it's th- like, this is, this is proving a lot uh, of what Holt really thinks about Jake and his ability. Jake, Jake is definitely uh Holt's favorite at heart. Yeah. Even though he might not want to say it to Jake, probably cause you know, Jake gets a little cocky about things. He does. And, um, and speaking of their relationship at hand, um, uh, during this whole, sort of exchange uh, that happens, you know, uh, Holt is panicking. He's like, they, t- they took my fluffy boy and um, saying that over and over again. And he says that, uh, uh, that Cheddar is the most like important like thing in his life or like something to that effect. Yeah. Um, 
And Jake was like, well, you know, what about our, our relationship? I and mean, we're pretty close too. And <laughs> Holt completely disregards that, by the way. <laughs> Just in the moment, he's like, he's kind of like bats like, that away. We don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's cute that uh, Jake thinks that they have like a very close bond because they do. Right. You know, he, he likes to bring that up when he can. I mean, they've been through a lot together. They have. Uh, Florida. Florida. I can't wait until <laughs> we cover that because I... It's, thick, weighty it's, breasts. Thick, weighty breasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Lose control. They they have a very nice relationship that has uh, formed over seven seasons now. And um, yeah, this is just... This episode is like a little bit of a culmination of uh, their relationship and their respect for each other. It's great. And also, I feel like it's the most... Mm, I guess not. Because I was thinking, I was thinking it's like the most we've gotten out of Kevin as a character. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. like we've also remember there was the safe house episode uh-huh. where Jake and Kevin were like locked in a safe house together, right? Because there was like supposedly someone after Kevin, right? And to... and didn't um Jake have like an issue with Kevin at first where right, Kevin right. didn't yeah, he, season, like like him in season one? Uh, yeah, the, Kevin the didn't want to hang out with. Or be around um, Holt's cop friends because, oh you know, yeah, yeah, because of Holt's past with like cops like making fun of him and not treating him like an equal because he's black or he's gay. Yeah, because both of those, he's, right. he's a you know a minority in those sense, uh, both senses there. <laughs> yeah, um, he, literally. He, Kevin was just like upset with like all cops in general just because he's like I haven't met a single cop that didn't like treat my husband like some weird marginalized group. Well, you know, that's topical with today's... He, he's on. He's hitting the nail on the head, honestly, with uh, today's climate. I mean, he wasn't like, I hate cops because they, like, vigorously beat people. No, but it's it's a uh, systemic belief, you know. Right. It, it's, it's not, you know, obviously the, the product is police brutality, but... Um, it's the mindset. That's that's part of the mindset. Right, the policed mindset. It's it's a hive mindset almost. Um, where that's that's their views almost. You know, for a, a lot of these cops. Um, I mean, it happens the same thing in like uh the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Like there was a, I forget there was this guy recently where like there was a Navy SEAL like like guy at the like the top of like I don't know like a commanding officer of some sort. Mm-hmm. He like done like multiple like <laughs> pretty much like egregious war crimes overseas yeah. and one guy was gonna like step up and be like uh this shit ain't cool but then he like like caught crap from like the whole rest of his group mm-hmm. it was like he was threatened to like lose his job and like his whole reputation as like a good like soldier because um, they get it in their heads that they need to that they have like groupthink and they need to yeah stick together no matter what right it's groupthink for sure um, that's what's going on now it's it's this mentality that has uh, manifested and is deeply rooted in the the system which is what causes um, a lot of cases of police brutality well pretty much all of them right but yeah but yeah Kevin had that in his mind and was not really open to being friends with. Holt's like crew but yeah he thought his coworkers were all assholes but right. you know we have some special characters that are um actually good people which right. is nice it's a breath of fresh air and then like the dinner that they set up for Holt and <gasps> Kevin right on time. yeah yeah I think um this episode too it's really fun to see uh Holt and Kevin um I guess with their guard a little bit down so they're not as formal because there's there's a situation going on and just seeing how they act together like in yeah. that kind of um mo- like, emotional state i feel like kevin's voice is a little bit higher it is a little higher because he's, he's like he's, he's like physically stiff. high strong <laughs> yeah yeah and he's you know he reminds me of like a very um i don't know just he's like the the weeping mother and like holt is like the the I don't even know. The, he's like the father that wants to kill everyone. <laughs> right. He's like, uh, he's like, I'm going to rip the head off this guy. <laughs> you know, like that's, it reminds me of that sort of like a, a classic pairing, I guess. Right. Classic yeah. Thing. There's like a, there's like a mother father going thing. Going yeah. On. It is a little bit of that. Um, it's just, and also just uh, the way they speak, the way that those two actors um, play off of each other and 
you know them still being so monotone during all of this uh, emotional stuff right there's their language is, is still in general like it's still very funny it's yeah it's, it's i think it's some of the funniest stuff um we've seen oh my gosh the one moment where they where they were like uh <laughs> jay holt was like jake you're fired i want your shield and your gun i, I have that <laughs> written down and calm yourself calm yourself <laughs> i can't i can't not talk about it when i think about it you have to calm yourself um that's a really funny moment because there's a lot happening there right um and yeah well we'll get to that so um speaking of you know these characters how they're acting uh we have talked before about Holt being uh, sort of uninhibited before while he was a beat cop. You know, we've, we've talked about that sort of at length. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we are getting to see a, a sort of different side of Holt letting loose, which is more of this aggressive, protective, and anxious side. There's a, there's a lot of anxiety and um, anger happening here. And, and normally he is so put together and we don't get to see um, a lot of those uh, more... I don't know, dramatic emotions. Yeah. I'm going to say. For I guess before it was like, it was kind of like a loosening of the belt kind of yeah, like and letting go. And was. this time it's like, you like squeezing fists. Yeah. Before he was kind of like just the sass was full swing and like, you know, he wasn't afraid to say anything. It was a lot of comedic stuff, but this is um a very dire situation and we get to see, um, a lot of his emotions like really come out and um that's interesting to see for this character because it's this is a character that is not that mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. very much not that a am lot I, am, I, am i allowed to bring up examples <laughs> yes go ahead they might be in your joke segment oh okay well if you're gonna <laughs> I, know, I don't know what you have written down. i have written down all kinds of things um okay we'll 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 move on ooh, we'll get ooh, to it I don't, I don't, do I okay go ahead thing? go ahead oh Oh yeah, kind of like looks like it's uh weird. It's sunny outside. Huh? You know, what do you think of that? Cause there's a shit storm about to rain down on that <laughs> <laughs> on that motherfucker. <laughs> I love said. that. Yeah, he says um. No, what did he say? Punk. Oh, I he said he punk. Him a punk. Um. Rain down on that punk. And uh. Yeah. <laughs> some bitch. He says some bitch. Oh yeah, some bitch. And like, I think we can know exactly how to catch that some bitch. And then Jake <laughs> was like, some bitch, we all got to say it. <laughs> I love <laughs> oh, that that trio as well. It's a great um it's a great mix. Well, it it's cuz it's like usually it's so funny. Usually it's like Holt is outnumbered in terms of like <gasps> you're Holt's right. the weird monotone guy yes. and nobody really understands what he's saying. That's what I was that's what I was just But now say, it's yeah. like Jake is outnumbered as the only like n- person that is semi normal in this group. Yeah, the you know, sort of functions normally. He's he's um with these two that have their sort of own language in which they speak to each other. And it's funny to see him thrown into that and especially deal with that when they're in such an emotional state too. It's just Comedy Gold, <laughs> as it's such an enjoyable episode, too. I have to say, this, this is probably, um, this might be my favorite episode of the season. I think that it, it very well is. It's so hard if between not, this and... Uh, the finale is really good. I think the finale is so solid. Pimento. Pimento <laughs> is also one of my favorites. Ooh, it's, Panera Bread. I like their sandwiches exactly as they are. So it might be my second favorite, actually, because <laughs> I totally forgot about Pimento. Um, that is a, such a fucking funny episode. <laughs> that is such a good episode. That is so solid. That is so. <sighs> I miss Pimento. <laughs> I miss that guy. Okay. Hey Jake, I watched that movie you were talking about. Oh really? How'd you like it? It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they just stare at each other. It goes <sighs> back and forth at least three times between the two of them. Oh my god. I feel like after that the, the episode like cut off. And the episode was over. Like Jake just like got up and walked home. <laughs> I know, I know. Ugh, that's such a good episode. And then like Pimento looks over at Charles and he's like, "What's up with him?" <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Um, so of course you know with Cheddar dog napped, uh, Holt is he's ready to burn things to the ground. He's ready to burn anything to the ground, and that's very you know relatable. We and I can understand that from my right. from my experience. He like um, blew it with trying to trace the call. Yeah, and yeah, he blew it. Um, and so to put simply, uh, he 
just wants to talk using grenades. He doesn't want to use words. <laughs> he wants to use his grenades. Um, and I think this is a little bit of insight on how Holt would act as like a general caretaker of sorts. This is like a little bit of insight on like, you know, if he were to like say have a kid, you know, like if he if he takes care of something, he like really, really cares about it. And that's lovely to see, you know. I think that with a character like this, um, that is so like logical and very um how I don't know the words to quite describe what I'm trying to say here, but um I don't I don't I don't think I could describe him other than monotone and logical. It's just it's just it's strict logical that um that I I think that like I would I would almost think that like the love of like a small fat corgi um like unconditional love would be not something that I'd expect from that person you know yeah. like, I don't expect this from a whole I don't expect him to um you know have this absolute uh just passionate love for this little dog as as we do as as humans do you know what um, this is comparative to what i can't think of any direct examples but i feel like i've seen anime girl with glasses who is this character uh-huh who is like you know the monotone logical but then like something they care about is put at risk and then it's like out come the knives like yeah yeah, yeah. It's it's like that, and um, especially because it's you know sometimes um, people that are very uh, logical in their thinking would would be like, well, it's just a dog. It's not that important, you know. Like I'll get another one. Yeah, it's like um, not that I expect that from him, but like normally right. that's characteristic of more logical people well, that are sort of kind of unfeeling at, at times. I would I would say that this is just. Um, some of some of your proof that Holt is not a, a sociopath. <laughs> yes, he's not a robot. He's right. He has he has a lot of depth to him. This character has a lot of depth, and we've seen it. Um, this is just a little more added to that, and I appreciate that a right. lot. I really do. So throughout this episode, um, you know, we have a lot of back and forth with trying to get information on where Cheddar's whereabouts. Um, there's some, you know, fails here and there, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, Holt sort of blowing things at times. <laughs> He's just too angry. He's too angry. Um, we have this now, uh, plan that has to happen where the, 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 the guy Kingston, I believe is his name. Um, he, how did you remember that? Yeah. I had it written down somewhere. <laughs> uh, he, he requests that, well, demands that, um, they give him these files that, you know, he can, uh, right. find out who ratted on him. Um, but he wants the files to be given by Kevin. And so then that's of course like a deal breaker for Holt. He's like, no, that's not happening. But Jake thinks, well, okay, what if we, uh, did put Kevin in harm's way, but it's not really Kevin. It's me. So we had this little, uh, training session where Jake learns how to become Kevin and I think it's arguably one of uh, the best sequences in season seven just because it's so similar to that scene in season one where Holt teaches Rose how to say I'm sorry sincerely. I'm sorry. 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 That's the one. (laughs) It's that. That scene is so good. It's it's that plus Mm -hmm. Holt's and Terry's training montage on the flute. Yes. <laughs> that's such a good that's a good uh, montage. As so well. like what is the best montage of the season? Terry and Holt on the flute or Terry, Kevin and Jake in the Kevin training? Let us know. What is your favorite? The clapping. <laughs> Garbage man. Again. That was Again. so like artfully put together <laughs> too, which is wonderful, but I love, you know, I love these scenes where um, they, like, Holt and Kevin, and because Kevin's the same way, where he can detect the slightest bit of difference in, like, a monotone sentence, and a a sentence that doesn't even have much uh, enthusiasm behind it. He senses whether there's too much or too little, and it's it's so bizarre and so funny, and and it just tickles me. It's the best. No, no, no. That's too much enthusiasm. I know it's a common bird, but it is still 
a bird. It's still a bird. <laughs> <laughs> like birds what carry. What is that? Like, Jake, don't you know that birds carry a certain level of importance that must be met? A certain level. And that's only between, between the two of them. That's only something they know and they <laughs> detect. No one else really understands it. And that's, it's funny to see Jake, of course, thrown into this. And it's, it's lovely. It's Look, such a. Raymond, a yellow crested warbler. <laughs> you did that really well. <laughs> or do I? You did it really well. Uh, it's, it's just so good. 10 out of 10 scene. <laughs> um, so we, of course, go through the whole uh, sort of ruse that happens where they go to the park and Jake, you know, goes, does what he's told. Um, to go pick up like the Tempest from a bench or something. And lay out and a book. A book. And that's when there's like a, what, what was it? A Shakespeare convention. A Shakespeare convention. And it's literally just English professors that are attending. So it's all Kevins. It's all right. people look and act like Kevin. Right. Um, He's like, everyone's so well dressed. Yeah. And that guy, Kingston, still finds uh, Jake, you know, dressed as Kevin. Right. And brings him to the car where Cheddar is, you know, inside. But there's that there's a laptop in the front seat. And um of course Jake is found out. He's he's, <laughs> he's Well, pat- he slaps the dude in the face with the laptop. <laughs> well, no, he pats he gets patted down first. And he's like, Yep, yep, uh, how'd that get there? I don't oops, how'd that gun get there? <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. And it gets patted down. Um, and so when the guy is like, you know, get the, get the files, those files better be right. Or like you and the dog are dead. Um, he grabs the computer and smacks the guy, um, just as enough of a distraction to free Cheddar from the car. he's like, go Cheddar, go run. Um, and that's where then, uh, we see this reunion with Holt and Kevin and Holt is like, that's our fluffy boy. (laughs) And it's so sweet. That's his bark. It's so cute. Um, there's a slow motion of uh, the chonky boy running, which is just glorious. And thick I appreciate king. it so much. as a thick king. <laughs> um, and I thought that it was just like, not only is it sweet that Jake pretty much sacrificed himself as the hostage, like switched places with Cheddar right. in order to free Cheddar so that the little dog at least could like get away, like this little poor little victim. Um, but I think that like just... The the little bit of a reunion we have there is kind of a tearjerker. Very wholesome. Um, as somebody that has um been through something pretty similar um in having a dog that is lost and you don't know where they are and you don't know what state they're in, um it is so nerve wracking and it is so it's a constant state of stress and you don't get any relief from it until you know. If, if your dog is okay or what the state they're in and like you know what what kind of you know if they're if they're ever found of whatever you know um so i i think that the way that they've acted is so uh characteristic it, of the experience it is um in in their own unique way because it is this is kevin and holt and they are not normal people but i think the reaction is um definitely valid and uh yeah it's yeah I, I yeah i've been through something similar of course my experience didn't have a happy ending like that um but it is yeah i imagine it's such a relief you know to have uh your fluffy boy come running at you like that i also wonder if maybe there was a couple different reasons why jake let the dog out of the car uh, to you know, sacrifice himself in that moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe because uh, now that the dog is out, there's no real reason for, uh, there's no more emotional tie to keep Holt coming. Yes. And there's also like, maybe in Jake's head, he's like, all right, now that the dog will run back to them mm-hmm. and then they can and focus then, on getting and then me Holt back. Can at least, <laughs> yeah. At least then maybe then, Holt could think a little clearer. Right. Is what you're thinking. Yeah, like, yeah. But honestly, he really doesn't. Um, which might just show some love for Jake, perhaps. Don't know. Uh, uh but also I feel like he it still more, was holding anger toward Yeah. I think there was like m- more his uh he became laser focused on vengeance. He might have, honestly. But I mean, you know, 
um, he was still very uh, hellbound on getting Jake back and like locating him because he had the idea then because Kevin and Jake switched clothes. Then he had so Kevin Kevin had this moment um, earlier where he was like, "I bought this GPS tracker, <laughs> and I bought four more, and I'll make them all into bracelets and tie around each leg and his neck, and then I'll never lose my precious cheddar ever again." <laughs> and it was just like. I related to that so much because I remember uh, thinking like, if I ever get my dog back, that's never fucking happening again. And that's totally the mentality. Um, and yeah, so he has, he has, a, he's able to be located, which is, you know, really, uh, that's what saves the day. Right. There's GPS in his pockets. Yeah. That's what saves the day for him. But, which uh, I'm surprised that during the pat down, that wasn't something that, uh, you don't feel five GPS trackers. Well, I guess he stopped at the waist, felt a gun, and then he was like, where uh, else do all... people put guns? That's Yeah, it's enough proof I need your copy out of here. I'm going to kill you. So, um, yeah. Uh, I love, we'll, we'll get to the next, uh, that cool moment then with Holt. But uh, first I want to touch with, uh, touch base with Rosa and Amy. Um, as, we, as the episode goes, uh, we have like these small scenes with Rosa and Amy where, Amy is trying to win this stroller for the baby called the Snoog. They're Snoog. And um, it's just a competition where, like, people stand around the, the thing and, like, put their hand on it. And whoever can last the longest wins. And, unfortunately, um, Amy's ex, Teddy, is there. Ooh. So he's, for whatever reason, which is kind of creepy, I don't know how he even knew she'd be there. I don't think he did. Did he, though? Well, no, I feel like, I feel like he didn't. Because mm-hmm. him and Amy are kind of the same. Yeah. They like as same. as we remember from when back when they were dating, they were very similar. They both had like loved meticulous research and they just had all, like, overall boring things, right? Right. <laughs> right. They had the general like base boring interests. Yes. But you know, as we learn later on, they weren't fit for each other because Teddy was just a little too much. A little too much. He was a little much. A little much. A little much. A little much. But I was wondering if uh his him claiming that he's married um and took his wife's last name and that they're pregnant. I was wondering if that was a lie. I don't know if I believe that. I if if he's so he's so like he seems unhinged to be proposing to Amy a whole bunch, uh, like four times, by the way. Are you creating a conspiracy that he's I, still following her around? Yes, I think he is. I, I don't know. I don't remember the sixth season or fifth season, so I don't remember the the history of Teddy. But it I made mean, me the feel history like... of Teddy is pretty much gone after him and Amy are split up. Then he proposes to her like four times, apparently. Right, but it's is like he unhinged randomly. I think he's unhinged. He seems unhinged. He seems weird. You know, like he's weird. Like it would be a him. pretty interesting plot development in the eighth season if we have like Teddy goes rogue and, and kidnaps he's like the baby. Right, he kidnaps the baby or kidnaps Amy. Oh my god! And he's like doing, and then we kill him, or he goes to <laughs> pri- or he goes to prison. Something like that silence that happened after that. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. I don't I don't know if they want to like like the eighth and final season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. It ends because our character straight up murders a guy. Okay. <laughs> I won't touch that one. <laughs> what? It's cops and murdering people and the usual He's a white guy though. They'll do it to anybody. <laughs> I mean, it's more, it's much more likely that they'll be killing people of, um, that are not white, but like they, they still kill white people too. Cause it, it's just police brutality as well. It's not only, um, are they killing people because like, well, you know, well, well, this is a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole other topic. But the point is, um, crazy Teddy, white people do get killed too by cops. Just not as often at all. Just much, much less <laughs> than uh, black people, for okay. sure. She's moving her water. Uh, uh, you'd be a naughty over she's there. She's being naughty. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> what were we even talking about? The snoog. Uh, okay. We're talking about the snoog um, until we got off on this topic where um, suddenly one of our cops kills a white guy. <sighs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> it's late. 
okay so teddy um i i think he's unhinged i do but anyway anyway teddy is there um and but he wins the stroller and so then we have this sort of wholesome moment with uh rosa and amy which i love to see because they are very different people and I love to see them try and bond and just like kind of like be there for each other, especially because they didn't get along too well in the first season. They were a little bit um, at, at odds. At odds, yeah. Well, they had very different approaches to their work. They do, and they still do. Um, and you know, Rosa apologizes for not winning the stroller. You know, she tried. Um, and of course, Amy is like, I don't need an apology. Like, you don't need to be sorry, but. Uh, Rosa reveals that she did try and like talk Amy out of it at first because she did buy them a stroller for the baby shower, but it's just not as good as the snoog. And I think that's just like so sweet that you know we we got to this point now where Rosa is purchasing like you know gifts for like the baby then for the baby shower, and it's 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 very um they've come a long way since season one. Yeah, it's sweet. I love to see it. Actual friends. I love to see it. I love to see, you know, these very two different girls that are both amazing in their own ways. Just, you know, being sweet and bonding and it's lovely. Anyway, it makes my heart hurt. Love it. Oh. <laughs> okay. So my last, our last topic here has got to be the coolest moment in season seven. So it's the scene, it's our final scene where Kingston uh, puts Jake in the car and they start to get away, but Holt chases them down. That that man is hellbent on getting this guy. His John um, Wick moment. Yeah, and he jumps onto the hood of the car, but then gets like thrown off when Kingston like stops the car. Uh, and that's when he gets out, and they get into this sort of like gruesome hand to hand fight. It's yeah, um, it's like they're they're punching and which is kicking. by the way like very well choreographed for like a comedy show. Yeah. Um. It gets honestly, it gets pretty grisly, like a little bit. Like if you're like in the moment of this and you're like thinking about it, like, it's a little grisly for the show. Um, and like for me personally, even though this is a comedy show, I think that they could totally get away with inserting more action like that into the show because <laughs> it was really enthralling. It was. I was like, my heart was like beating. You're I was like, like this ooh, was re- uh. the first time I watched that. I was like, holy shit, that scene was fucking amazing. Like, give give me a little more of that. I want to see a little more of that. I'll take it. Anyway, that's just me being an action junkie, though. It's not, <laughs> like, I, it's not like I like action movies, but I love shows with action in it. Right. Uh, you like action appropriately. Uh, sprinkled into a show. Incorporated. Yeah, incorporated. Uh, so, yeah, this this is such a cool scene, dude. I, it, this is like one of the coolest seasons. Not the coolest seasons. Uh, one of the coolest uh, moments in the show. <laughs> You took the wrong fluffy boy. Because we get to really see Holt in action, dude. Also, I like, don't know why. I, I always put it like a weird southern drawl whenever <laughs> I should go d- into deep voice mode. Nice. nice. <laughs> we're, we're all southern here. Um, No, we're not. So, what was my original point here? You get to see Holt in action. Oh, yeah. And not just like the usual like shooty-shoot, cop-cop thing. You know, like, pew-pew. This is... This is hand to hand, like they're punching, they're throwing each other. One guy brandished the guy brandished a knife at some point, in the beginning there, and like Holt is like slamming his uh, the guy's head into the hood of the car, like it's and Jake is watching like a ten year old in a movie theater. <laughs> he's sitting there with like a like a slight grin on his face. He's, and he's like, no, he's smiling. He's like, goodness. He's smiling ear to ear as he watches <laughs> it because he's like, holy shit! Like look at Holt in action, like like a superhero. You know, he's like a, he's like a he's like a main character of an action movie. I felt like he was still kind of in Kevin mode because at one point when like they both like go to the ground, they like pan to Jake and he's just like, oh goodness. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he's still a little bit in character as well. He's not going like woo woo <laughs> like yelling. Yeah, but he he definitely um when he when he gets out of the car then like after uh Holt knocks the guy out, Jake is so pumped. <laughs> about it he's like he's that's like, the coolest thing you've ever done and it's it's very funny um to, to see like jake just i don't know like like fangirling fan over him yeah he's like he's fan he's, i was gonna say he's fangirling a little bit um but that's that's like the episode that's just and i'm gonna get into some of the other stuff that happens with our 
uh, jokes and quotes and Boyle-isms. Of course, Boyle is going to be something to talk about here. Ooh. Um, Extra boily. Yeah, let's let's jump into uh, some some of my favorite jokes and quotes from this episode. I love Holt saying, "Someone took our fluffy boy." <laughs> our it fluffy just, boy. In the most serious voice possible. And he refers to him as Fluffy Boy like many times in the episode. I think it's the only, instead of saying Cheddar, he's like mostly saying Fluffy Boy, which is sweet and cute. And I love right. that. And like, uh, what, once Jake accidentally says, uh, he says, he says Fuzzy. Fuzzy and, Boy. And that's when um, <laughs> yeah. I wrote down, Kevin says, we don't know what he is anymore. He could be Fuzzy. He could be anything. Raymond, he could be Scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> and Holt is like, now you've upset, you've upset Kevin. I hope you're happy. <laughs> that wasn't cute. Um, <laughs> and Jake was like, what do you, of course, why would I be happy about that? <laughs> but it said fluffy instead of, uh, said, said fuzzy instead of fluffy by accident. And then that was funny too because um, then Holt fires Jake on the spot. <laughs> he's like, nope, you get hand over your badge, you're fired. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, that's a little much. And then like Kevin was like, Raymond, that's not necessary. And Jake was like, see? And then Kevin, like, Kevin went, just suspended without pay is fine. I I really like when people um fire people not seriously. I love when people. I think it's some of the funniest stuff is when people say you're fired. I do that constantly. But work, no, like, but time. especially to people like for for Holt because he could fire him. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's saying you're fired, and he it totally doesn't mean it. I think that's great. Right. Even though in the moment he is like, I'm so angry right now. This is the only thing I can say. And Holt has so many things that I love that that he says. Uh, he also says, "How much does a bastard want for my little doggy?" It's <laughs> <laughs> just he just has so many like grisly one-liners in this episode. It's a lot of grisly one-liners, then with um a very adorable uh name like uh, or nickname for Cheddar, hey, Fluffy Boy, my little doggy. Yeah, it's it's like cutesy things that he says like in this grisly tone. And that's some comedic gold, I'd say. Yes. So, oh my God. Let's <laughs> go back to Teddy a little bit. Ooh. This guy, um, his technique for winning, by the way, was literally annoying everyone into losing the contest. And even Rosa couldn't endure it any longer. She tried. She was the last woman standing, uh, last person standing and uh, with him. And he just annoyed her too much. And she was like, she just put her <laughs> her hands over her head because oh she God. was that one guy. He was like, he's like, he's like, I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. I'm out. I don't need yeah. the stroller. And he's like, I'll send you an email about that mailbox thing. And he's like, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, he he annoys people into into like just giving up, forfeiting. Also, like annoys someone to the point where he didn't care what this guy thought about him anymore. Yeah. He didn't care about like being a little rude by saying, don't contact me. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like in most situations, if someone's being annoyed by someone else, they'll usually like try to save face and like not make the situation more awkward by being like, Hey, you're annoying me right yeah, now. Yeah, Like shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Um, also I, Teddy perplexes me so much because I wondered too, like, is he self-aware too? <laughs> I, I wondered that as well. I like literally is while he... we were watching that, <laughs> it was just like, does he know? That's that was my thought too. Like watching this, I was like, is he? Does is that is it like a thing he knows? So he's using it to his advantage to win. Because his like, his, he's got to be. He didn't stop talking when the guy was like, please don't. Like, yeah. uh, obviously annoyed, walks away. I think he's self-aware, and I think that he's after Amy. Those are my two thoughts about <laughs> Teddy. He's he he's unhinged. Okay, I think he is. That's my. He has crazy eyes. I look forward to your uh, fan rendition, your novel that you write. <laughs> he has crazy eyes. About, Did you see uh, him? Teddy. Did you see him when he proposed to her again? Right. He's his constantly eyes. making that like smiley like. His like eyes, eyes went wide so open. wide. He's I, I just made crazy. a face as if that was like something. You guys that could can see be. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I love this. So while held captive, uh the guy Kingston threatens to cut off all of Jake's fingers, and Jake explains that he needs all of his fingers to beat Wario in <laughs> you know, uh Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Or is it Mario Kart? 
or Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. I don't know which Mario was, game he's talking who was about. Mario Kart. The Mario Kart. I don't know, but don't yeah, know. just remember he says Mario cheats. <laughs> uh, Mario cheats, and yeah. he's just like he shouldn't be that fast for how big he is. Yeah, I think it's Mario Kart. Um, but yeah, this is like a long, sort of like a long-standing joke in in season seven where uh Jake just can't beat Wario. <laughs> um, so he's amazed that he found someone that can beat him and. Um, he's like, how did you do it? And the guy gets cut off by sirens before he can explain his strategy. He's like, well, and, it's, it's simple. But. And you, you, uh, press down, you press this button. And he's like, which button? Which button? Which one? Which one? <laughs> what do you press? <laughs> what do you press? <laughs> so Jake doesn't get his, uh, secret hack to beat Wario. And it's very sad. I'm so sorry, Jake. I hope we get a resolution to this, uh, this, the, this plot in season eight. We better. It's riveting. He better, he better it's, win. So riveting, I know. Um, and then let's go into our boilisms, my favorite part of the show. Right. The Usually there's like small moments throughout the plot of the episode where Boyle is just like being weird as shit. So you like cut it out. Boilism. <laughs> Unfortunately. But this time the entire like story C in this episode is just like Boyle and being Boyle. Being such a weird fuck. Um, so to help with Terry's muscle soreness, he's he's very sore. He can't he can't even bend over. Um, Boyle gives him something called bone broth that has been in his family for a long time. <laughs> Helped during the potato uh, digging season. Which, by the way, bone broth is something I don't ever want to fucking drink. I don't ever want to drink that. Well, it's called think, bone broth. I think bone broth. That's just broth. I know. Well, like. But, like, it's supposed to, I don't know, you're like, oh, it's good for your bones, you know, whatever. But it sounds like... There's some extra marrow in there. It sounds like it's made from bones, and that's what's off-putting about it, and I don't like it. The bones! It sounds... And the liquid doesn't help. The color of the liquid doesn't help either. <laughs> it looks gross. It looks... Like, I just don't want it. Um, Something very visceral about it, and I don't want it. So... Also, we get some of my favorite qualities here about... This is my actually my favorite quality about Boyle. Um, Boyle's obliviousness to his own size, weight, strength, whatever it may be. <laughs> it trying stri- to, it try, strikes again. Like trying to box Terry earlier the, it's, in yeah, the season. This obliviousness strikes again. And so, like, you know, Boyle is explaining how this helps him after his workouts. And Terry doubts the bone broth will work and points out that you know they're definitely not maxing out at the same weight at the gym obviously and Boyle responds oh Terry they're just numbers you'll get there <laughs> as if he's like benching more or like lifting more than Terry he is so oblivious to his own size and like weight and like ability right and, and th- th- there this happens again in the episode and I didn't write it down and I'm angry about it um, do you remember what it was? Yeah, yeah, it was at the at the desk where Terry walks up and he's like, "Hey, I know a guy. We can make this like a real business." Mm-hmm. And and Charles is like, "This is perfect. I got the like you got like the two of us are a perfect team. Oh. I got the bone broth recipe, and then in being ripped, you also have me, and then you got this little connection." He's <laughs> not ripped. It's so funny. He has. I wish. I wish I had whatever, like, that's like a, I feel like it's dysmorphia, but like the good dysmorphia. Like, he views <laughs> his body as like something amazing. I wish I had that. I don't <laughs> have the opposite of that. I feel like I, I, that's something that I've never heard of anyone having. Like, good someone body like dysmorphia. being like overly confident about their body to the point where it's like delusional. That's what it is. It's a, it's a delusion, but like, it's, it's, he has like the good delusion and I'm like, where, how does that even exist? And it's, I think it's my favorite thing about Boyle. Also it's like my favorite thing. But Terry never gets to comment on it. Cause like the scenes move too fast. Yeah. But like you can always see in Terry's face. He's like, he scrunches his what, face. He's like insulted to like, he's like, all right, you like, doesn't know everybody see how big I am, how much I work to like keep this physique in check. And yeah. Charles is just like, you you don't you're you're okay. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm totally buffer than you is basically what he says all the time. And Terry just ha- always like he's almost stunned to the point of like no words. He's like he does like the the sort of 
Excuse me? Um, yeah, like he... The he, white guy blinking meme. The, that's what I was to... trying to describe. The white guy blinking meme. He does that because <laughs> he just doesn't know what to say or how to break it to boil that, no, you are not buffer or bigger than me. It, <laughs> it's so weird and complicated because it's like, it's not like Terry's mad that people aren't recognizing him. No, but it's, but like, it's just so clear. <laughs> it's just so obvious. It's just so clear, man. What in the world? <laughs> it's it's my favorite. And Boyle does this uh, like in season one as well, I think. He's done it like forever. It's forever. He does that a lot. And it's my favorite. It's it's my absolute favorite. And then speaking of Boyle, um, like you said, there's a, that scene where um, Terry is like, we can make this into a company. And Boyle wants to name the company The Bone Boys, which, by the way, not a good name. <laughs> um, then uh, more bone... Uh, less. Oh my god, I totally messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more bone, less moan. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, uh, I wrote more bone, less bone. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> I wrote down. I can't even write that down. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's not more bone, less bone. It's more bone, less moan. What, is that like a is that like a game show? Today, on today's episode of More Bone, Less Bone. That's just a weird porn. <laughs> um, and then the next one is also weird porn, which is the workplace Bone Buds. All of these are bad names. Terrible. All of these are terrible. Horrendous. Um, sexual names that <laughs> no one wants associated with them. There's been another man deep inside me this whole time. <laughs> this is classic <laughs> Boyle. Uh, shout out to season one Boyle. Oh, man. Poor guy. So then they, um, you know, for the, in order to make this a company... They have a presentation for this guy who wants to, like, you know, I guess buy. Invest. Invest. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Um, and for the presentation, Boyle wanted to include tasteful photos of him stretching. And Terry points out that, no, they were not tasteful because he was in a thong. Uh... I, like, this, literally, this whole story is Boyleisms. It's just full Boyle. It's just, it's just Boyle. Being Boyle, and then Terry is just having to deal with it. It's funny too. I I think they're um they're a very comedic duo as well, because just because of what we've literally just laid out. Yeah, literally just that. This is this is it. This is what always happens. Well, this is what happens when usually when we get a pairing with Boyle, it's usually Boyle and Jake. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, Boyle is like full simping. He's like, yeah. he's like, Jake is the best. He's the best thing on the planet. He's God. He's hilarious. He's so good yeah. at his job. But in this case, with no Jake around, you see that Boyle has a very high view of himself. He does. To the point where he thinks he's like subtly, he, he like, like subtly hints level. at like he's better than other people. He has like a, like, a, like a God body, you know? Right. He's not like snooty about it, but he definitely no. thinks he's better. It's 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 such a weird, um, unexpected delusion, which is what I love about these characters. A lot of these qualities, you don't expect. <laughs> you don't expect at all. I don't. Yeah. I didn't expect Boyle to think like that. He thinks he's buff. What? That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also, by the way, Boyle reveals that he had already invested eleven thousand dollars in the company. Um, for which, the domain name. The domain name, and that makes Terry freak out. So everything that Boyle does makes Terry like freak out and like just like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's it's just a constant like Boyle does something and Terry's like what the fuck are you doing? Right, because like a constant cycle. Also, Terry is like the most normal person out yeah. of like everybody there. Yeah, so you get whatever Boyle is, and then Terry, which is like fucking white guy shit over here. What is this? Who is this guy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's just. Like literally, Boyle is a definition of, like white guy shit. He's just got, he's just weird. White people Twitter. White people, yeah, white people things, um, with this bone broth. Ugh. So um, that's that's a good dynamic. It's a really good dynamic. Yeah, that was a lot of Boyleisms for this episode. Oh, it's my favorite. Um, and then let's dip into some character knowledge real quick. Of course, we've covered that Terry, uh, not Terry, Teddy tried proposing to Amy four times. It was it was mentioned in the episode, but then it turns into five when we're like halfway through the episode. Okay. When he proposes to her after he wins the snoog 
And he's like, you can have this for the small price of marrying me. And it's like, bro, no. <laughs> Amy was literally just like, no. Then no. Absolutely not. No. So. I'm having someone else's baby right now. Literally, she's pregnant. Uh, Teddy's unhinged. Um, and then, of course, we learned that uh, Holt did something really cool in the 80s, and they made a movie out of it, supposedly. And it mm. might be, it might have been Lethal Weapon. It, you know, I haven't seen any of the cool movies, so I don't Neither know. Neither have I. Yeah, I, you know, it might have been something. I'm too old for this crap. Uh, yeah, that's the most normal he's ever sounded, by the way, is when <laughs> he says, I'm too old for this crap. <laughs> yeah. He walks away. And he, <laughs> I'm like, that's the most normal he's ever sounded. Like, who was that? Was that Holt? <laughs> that was just like, that was just tired Holt. Yeah. He was tired. He, he had a long day. He had a long day of emotional stress. And then he it came to a head with this guy and in a physical altercation that was very aggressive and gruesome. Yeah, he's tired. He's a, he's just go, go sleep, boy. Go sleep. <laughs> go sleep. Oh, my God. I see you brought a knife. You should have brought an umbrella. Yes. Because there's a shit storm about to rain down on you, uh, punk. <laughs> Holt is such a wonderful character. I, <laughs> and, I, like, I genuinely love that man. And then Jake in the background, tell him why. Tell him why he needs the umbrella. <laughs> tell him why. He's, he's like, the audience. He's <laughs> just so cute. <laughs> uh, God, I, I will never stop loving Holt. That would be like... This is already a cop show, but like if it was like a cop show, cop show, mm-hmm. like that would be his like his catchphrase that he says whenever he's about to like yeah. you know rain down the shitstorm on some punk. Yeah, oh, he he did that so well too. That that actor, he's uh, Andre. He's so good. He brings the gravitas. He really, you know, whenever he 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 brings it always for whatever whatever the scene calls for. He brings it. Oh yeah, and it's wonderful. So let's go into our lessons and takeaways. Um, just a few of them for you. Uh, this episode shows that pets are family. Okay, they are. And you know, people do get upset when uh, you know others try and compare their pets to having children. And while that may be valid, you know, I understand the complaint. Um, it's just a way of trying to express like how much you value your pet you know like what else is there how would you compare it right how right. How, how can you like really say like as a comparison like how much you love your pet um if not to say like you love it as a child so you know their family and right. the struggles are different mm-hmm. but of course the love can be comparable yeah and you know it's just it's just a way of trying to express your love for your pet and i understand that so pets are family and i've uh i've always felt that I think you are learning that. A little bit. Are you? With yeah. our with our two baby bunnies over there. We have two baby bunnies, one of which is not a baby. He is like eight years old. <laughs> and one of which old will man. be one of which will be one. But they are both babies. They're both babies and they're both sweet. And they're family. And I would not give them up for anything. Anyway. Anyway. Um and then final takeaway. Don't chase after a person that clearly doesn't want you. Especially when they scream no at you. When they are pregnant with another person's baby. Also, like, Teddy delivered the ring with a robot at the wedding. He was at the wedding. Oh, oh, He was there when they were married. No, see. And he still keeps doing it. He, he, just don't, don't do that. Like, Get over people, you know, you can do it. There's there's other people, I promise. I think the the worst way to try and get someone is by wearing them down. That's definitely not the and tactic also, you want to go for. He like he also I have to point out he slightly nagged her in the beginning when she was like, um, are you here to propose to me again? And he was like, Oh, don't don't think so highly of yourself or whatever. And then he does anyway. <laughs> he did He it. nagged her. He <laughs> fucking nagged her. And I'm like, <laughs> you just it's why you were there. Also, it's so ridiculous how he called himself brave for taking his uh, wife's name. He's like, very brave. And I'm if like, he even did. Don't say that like you just said someone else. Oh, wow. Like, it, it's like he said it as if like someone like far away. Like, he looked through his voice. Like someone was like, well, so brave. You know? And he's like, well, if no one else is going to say it. Because <laughs> I might as well say what I deserve to be said around it at this time. Oh, my gosh. So <sighs> that's our episode. Yep. That's, that's it. That's the whole thing. That was a very fun episode. 
it's a good episode. It's it's definitely. I think it's my second favorite in the season. Uh, yeah, in the season. It it was a little tough. You know, we had an episode that was very serious. Yeah. And then we also had an episode that was like didn't have like a whole lot going on with like the Jibby Jab games going on. Yeah. And the, and the heist. Oh, and yeah, the heist. The, that was the last one we did, right? The, the Val Weaster. The Val Weaster. Yeah. Yeah, now we have this one that is uh, kind of a mix of both, and we hope you enjoyed our coverage of it. We hope you enjoyed your, our stay, or your stay, don't, not our stay. What, what, what are we saying? <laughs> <laughs> what are we saying? <sighs> Brain no work no more. <laughs> why, why use lot word when few word do trick? I feel like Rose at the, at the end of the uh, the competition where she was like, my brain isn't communicating with my body anymore, so I have to <laughs> verbally command it. That's what I'm doing right now. Put right hand. Uh, right. Uh, right hand, grab coffee. <laughs> it's like, yes, that's me. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yes, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow at TRWPod on, on Instagram. And if you have any comments about the episode, maybe you could email us at uh, TRWPod at gmail.com. All right. Bye. Bye.